Hi everyone, welcome to episode 18 of the Michiana People Podcast. My guest for this episode is Aaron Sandock, and Aaron and I talked about his art, which he uh, has entitled Jelly, and uh, for a good reason, and we will hear about that in the interview. I'm going to get back to Aaron in just a little bit, and I'm actually going to go a little out of order the way I normally do, and talk about my sponsors first, because... I do have a bit of a rant, and this uh, intro may be a little extra long, but please be patient because the interview with Aaron is very good. So into my sponsors, whether you're a home computer user or have a large network for your business, you just want the stuff to work. Can you answer these questions? How much data would I lose if my computer or server crashed? Is my data truly secure? Is my network keeping up with my computer users? If you can't answer those questions, don't worry. Mapletronics can help you. Go to mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana people for a free gift and explore the website to see what Mapletronics can do for you. Do you have a marketing plan? Do you even know where to start? Does social media make your head spin? Volume Marketing can help you with marketing strategy from logo to website to social media presence. Check out volumemarketing.com forward slash Michiana people for one of the most hilarious free gifts you'll receive from a podcast. Vala is a big asset to the podcast. It could be a big help in developing your market strategy. Now, I wanted to just relay my feelings while I have them because I just got done listening to the uh, Neil Young episode of the Mark Marin podcast, and it really hit home some of the things that I talked to Jason Samuel about in episode 12 of the Michiana People podcast. He said that there's about six companies that own almost all the radio stations now, and that's why when you turn to these different radio stations, whatever genre they are, whether they're oldies or current hits or whatever, that's why when you turn to them, if there's three of them in your market, you turn to the station for the first one and say it's current hits, you're going to hear the same five current hits that you're going to hear the next hour on the second station, and you're going to hear those, those same current hits on the next station. And the reason why is because they are programming to feed the masses. The only way you get on the radio for these types of radio stations is to fit a certain criteria that really goes to the demographic of 12 to 20 years old. So there's not a lot of variety there. Um, you're not going to get surprised. You're not going to find out much new stuff by going to those types of stations. Now, we are lucky in the Michiana area because we have a station that does it the old way. 91.1 The Globe does it the old way. And what I mean by the old way is they play what they like to hear and they actually get CDs, LPs, tapes, everything from the artists that are trying to break into the music business. They get them first and Jason and his team of student DJs goes through all that music and they pick what they think is special and they play it. They actually spin records sometimes. 
is that cool? In the morning, they uh, spin. They they spin vinyl. They also feature local bands. Features like letters from Earth. Uh, they feature people like Letters from Earth, who were one of my podcast guests. Uh, shiny Shiny Black. Many other local bands. You're going to actually hear in regular rotation at 91.1 The Globe. Now you're not going to hear Uptown Funk, um, but you can actually call in and make requests, or you can make requests via Twitter, you can make requests via Facebook. So a lot of you are younger and didn't grow up with radio stations playing basically what they wanted to hear. The, the DJ could actually say, I don't want to play that record even though it's up, I'm going to play this one instead. You can't really call these radio stations and make requests unless it's in that list of 50 or so songs that they're supposed to be playing. So this station does everything the way that you want to hear it. Now, when you listen to this station, you may be scared because they're going to play a whole bunch of stuff you've never heard before, and you like the familiar. Well, break out of that and actually listen to the Globe. for Just give them an hour and listen to the Globe. And I bet you that you will find at least two or three songs in that hour because they don't even play commercials. Um, they do they do a few breaks, but no commercials. I guarantee that you'll find songs that you like. And you can actually get passionate about the bands because they are bands that are working to get where they need to go. They're bands who write their own songs. They're bands who play their own music. It's just the, the way radio used to be and really the way radio should be and we're very lucky to live where we do because we've got a station like that. Most of the other cities that uh, other cities and towns and areas don't have something like that. Now they've won over 300 awards and it's because they're the best at what they do. So there are other uh, college radio stations that have similar formats, but the Globe's best. So I guess uh, that's my rant for the day. The the Neil Young episode on Mark Maron's uh, podcast, I highly recommend it. So like I said, just check out the Globe. It's uh, I, I, I just feel like I didn't hit it home as much as I should when I aired the uh, Jason Samuel episode. I've been listening to him to to the Globe a lot, and it's just it's just the best. And and there's nothing better than finding an finding a new band that you really love. Uh, I did want to go into the interview I did with Aaron Sandock. I've got a I've got a story that I said I was going to save for an, another episode, but I decided to save it for this episode because I think it works better. Back when I was, I think I was either 15 or 16, either a sophomore or junior in high school, was the first time I ever got like um, kicked in the gut by art. And my French club class went to a field trip to Chicago to see the Chicago Art Institute. And I was walking around with the, the other kids my age looking at art and actually being just a stupid teenager and not really looking at it, but uh, thinking more about uh, um, silly I could be and what I could get away with and everything else. And I came into a room that had the painting entitled Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte. It's, uh, and it's mostly known as Sunday Afternoon by George Surratt. And if you've seen pictures of it, uh, you can look it up. Just look up Sunday Afternoon and put in the word Surratt or the name Surratt, S-U-R-R-A-T-T. 
S-E-U-R-A-T, and it'll come up. And it's one of those things where the Google images really don't do it justice because in at the Art Institute, this thing is like seven and a half feet tall by over 10 feet wide. So it takes up a wall. And when I saw it, I kind of froze where I was and I couldn't really even speak. I was, uh, my breath was taken away. Uh, and the reason why is because this, this painting has so much depth and it has so much movement in it because Surratt actually painted with dots. And he, I think it was called pointillism. Um, and instead of doing brush strokes, each image is a series of hundreds and hundreds of dots. And it took him years to make this painting. And when you see it in person, it's just breathtaking. The, the the depth and the movement of the painting and you just really get lost in it. So I remember I was there at the Art Institute and somebody said, hey, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? And I said, well, look at this painting. And the other person that was with me didn't really get it. And first time I was ever just struck by a piece of art. And I was probably too young to actually understand how I was uh, reacting to it, but I did react. So fast forward 37 years to now, I go to a thing called The Collective at uh, South Bend Brew Works uh, where they feature local artists. And I talk about this a little bit in the interview, but uh, I figured I'd go over it again in the intro because I'm ranting. So I go into the collective and Aaron Sandock is the featured artist. Never heard of him. Just wanted to go take a look and his paintings are all over. Now his paintings are obviously different than Surratt's. He's, his art is called Jelly and he doesn't paint. He does what's called a pour and he pours his stuff on the canvas. He manipulates the canvas, doesn't use a brush and gets these colors to do wild stuff. So I walk in and I see his art and I get the same kind of reaction I had when I saw the Surratt. I was breathtaking. I just stood there and I stared and my wife was with me and I was pointing at different paintings. He probably had 13 or 14 different paintings hung up. And I'm like, look at that one, look at that one, look at that one. And they all, they all brought out different emotions. I mean, some of them made you happy, some of them um, made you feel a little dark and I'm not saying feeling dark is a bad thing. Sometimes you want to look at, look at art and feel what the, the artist is feeling. And if it's dark, it's dark. But I saw that stuff and I was immediately, you know, I had started the podcast and I was immediately saying, I got to find out who did this and I need to talk to him. So I sat down and waited to find out which one was him and I went up and introduced myself and I said man I do a podcast I would really like to talk to you and we ended up getting together probably a couple three weeks later and the beauty of this podcast man is I can sit down and talk to somebody for 40 minutes and come out of there and have a new friend and that was the case with Aaron I mean the guy is it, He's he's pretty much me about 10 years ago, and he likes the same music and all. He just seems to get the same 
stuff that I do. So we just came out of it wanting to help each other, and um, that's kind of the way that's kind of the way it's gone from there. So this this interview one of one of my favorites. The funny thing is, is he's friends with Jeff Harrison, who owns Vegetable Buddies, which was my Monday episode and I actually interviewed Jeff on one day and I interviewed Aaron the next day so you know just a couple great guys doing great things and I, I believe some of uh, Aaron's paintings are um, up at Vegetable Buddies as well. Take a listen to this interview. I know my inter- intro was a little long. Listen to the globe, 91.1 on your FM dial. I would really like for some folks to listen to that and maybe just comment back to me. You can hit me in my email, scott at michianapeople.com. You can write on the Facebook page. Just give them a chance, and you don't even have to be at your car radio to listen. You can go to the Globe, just uh, type in the Globe in your search bar, um, and you will, I'm typing it in right now so I can give you the proper URL. This may not be my most professional intro, but it's going to give you some information. Just go to globeradio.org and you can listen right on the website and uh, I know there's apps you can listen to it on your phone and if you get out of the listening radius check them out check out the interview with Aaron Sandock and while you're doing the interview or while you're listening to the interview go to aaronsandock.com that's a-a-r-o-n-s-a-n-d-o-c-k.com and look at his art while you're listening to the interview for a truly excellent experience. Okay, extra long intro is done. Here comes the interview, Aaron Sandock. Thanks. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Michiana People Podcast. I'm uh, sitting here with Aaron Sandock. Now, I'm going to tell a little story about how I met Aaron before uh, I let him talk. And it was uh, at the collective at South Bend Brew Works last month, and uh, Aaron was one of the featured artists. Uh, never heard of him, and walked in, and I saw his paintings, and was, uh, I, I guess I was blown away. And his paintings to me, and this is the first time I'm telling him, I've been talking with him for a while, and I, I told him I was going to wait until I was recording to say <laughs> it so I could see his reaction. Uh, his paintings uh, invoke uh, emotion for me. And what I would suggest you do while you're listening to the podcast is go to AaronSandock.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-S-A-N-D-O-C-K.com. And uh, this will also be posted with the interview. And just kind of peruse his paintings while you're doing it. Now, what you see on your screen is nothing like you see what you see in person, but it'll at least give you a facsimile of what you see. Uh, the paintings are, are, many of them are very large, and the depth of the uh, color in these paintings just blows me away. And what I wanted to say about the different emotions that I saw, when you look at one of Aaron's paintings, you feel happy, and it makes you feel relaxed. If you look at another one of his paintings where he's doing a lot of, maybe a lot of really deep reds and blues and blacks, it's actually a little disturbing. And I kind of like to be disturbed sometimes, so it, it really, uh, what I'm saying is it really evokes emotion. Um, and everyone I looked at, I was like, holy cow, and I'm looking around your house right now. Thank you for inviting me in. Um, I'm looking around your house, and they, it really does. It, it kind of hits you in the gut. And 
I appreciate you inviting me in your house. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is how you came up with the name Jelly for your for your uh, pictures. And welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, your description and explanation of how you felt um, when you saw my my work uh-huh. is exactly why I do it. Okay. Exactly why I do it. Um, because that's to me, I think, and I live in color. Right. So to see people respond to a similar way of thinking or evoking emotion Uh is really, really cool to me. It's a very, it's a, it's a different kind of connection Uh that you make with people. So anyways, back to your question about jelly. Um, Jelly, to me, in a sense, is my painting entity, for lack of a better word. Okay. Um, and I wanted to do some... I wanted to come up with a brand, in a sense, uh-huh. because I didn't want it to be just my name. Right. Because to me, it's more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I've always been a very attracted and blown away by jellyfish okay. just because of their fluidity oh, yeah. and their colors uh-huh. and their grace. Right. Um, so I was folding laundry one day after <laughs> I had started to do this, you know, within my first year and I took a break and I started sketching on a notebook and, uh-huh. um, it was a, this jellyfish and I put the jet, the spelled jelly in it. Right. And I thought, Oh, well that's pretty cool. But then I looked at it and I thought, oh, well, that looks crappy. Uh-huh. So I really, at that moment in time, really realized that the art that I am making now mm-hmm. is exactly the art that I've always wanted to make but couldn't make uh-huh. because I, in my world, art was just, you know, there was drawings or paintings of, right. of concrete things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a barn, right? A candle, you know, right. still life stuff, right? And that kind of held you back for a while, didn't it? You, it, it. Did it you try me. that and it didn't? Oh, work I did it, and, and I, that's all I thought art really, really uh, was, you know. Uh, um, of course, I understood it to be more, but uh, within my capacity, that's all I thought I I could do, right? And I did it. I mean, I drew. I was drawing when I since I was a kid. I've uh-huh. drawn since I was a kid, and. Um, I just stopped and did not like it, uh-huh. but it held me back because I was always very judgmental about my representation of what I was trying to draw, mm-hmm. and it was not fun. It became frustrating, right. and you know, and, and when people, some people get frustrated, they get angry, angry, yeah. and uh, irritated. But so it was not fun for me. Right. Um, so jelly is to me, the perfect representation of this because, in a sense, it it represents all letting go of all control. Okay. Not in a crazy mm-hmm. way, but in a in a um, graceful way. Right. Um, when I found that I was able to use color and imagery without being critical and being happy with the results mm-hmm. and then to see people other people and react to those results right. 
I was sold. Yeah. So to me, jelly is a representation of what I call fluid imagination. Okay. Um, and that's perfectly representative of your art because there, you, you said there's a fluidity to jellyfish and, and, and a grace of movement. And when you look at your paintings, I'm looking at one right now, there's, it feels like there's movement going on. And that's one thing you, uh, do you still have any up at the brew works? I do. I okay. swapped them out, uh, that because I'm not, wasn't the highlighted right. artist. We, um, I brought in just some smaller pieces, okay. but yeah, they're up there. If you ever get a chance, folks, South Bend Brew Works, it's on South Michigan street. Just go in and look, um, nobody, no, nobody will make you buy anything. That's just right. go in. No look. pressure. No <laughs> so, pressure. Um, it's just, it, it's an experience, but there is. There, you know, I look at I look at it, and it's almost, you know, it's it's got some uh, movement going on as it, as I look at it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the process. How did you get? Uh, first of all, getting this stuff on canvas, and I see a, a a guitar body, and you do furniture and all this kind of stuff. How do you get the medium on? to the canvas and whatever you're working with well i don't use any brushes i don't use any uh -huh. brushes and i don't i use i depend on gravity okay um so is what i do is i pour it okay onto what the surface that i'm working with mm -hmm. and then depending on what i'm wanting to go for um it involves a lot of manipulation of basically tilting it in different different angles but okay. also at, at um you know very steep. Uh -huh. This is different results than slow. Yeah. So um, I pour it onto the on the onto the surface and manipulate it through with gravity, and then I also on some use vibrate sound vibrations. Okay. And I've done a couple of pieces where I've set it on top of a speaker and turned it up. Okay. And I let the frequencies of the song dictate what's the what's the visual. Yeah appearance of the sound is uh -huh. and to me that's like a snapshot music and being yeah. a musician myself uh -huh. it, it, i love that connection right right i love that connection um i'm really interested in different ways of applying it and mm -hmm. then once it's applied what do you do with it from there um, right and how do you know when you're done that's <laughs> that's the piece of the art yeah it i mean it really really is right um, I've done over 380 pieces Wow! and, uh, out of those 380, you know, not all of them are great. Uh -huh. Um, some of them are really, really good and uh -huh. some of them are learning experiences. Right. Um, and the biggest learning curve for me was knowing when to stop mm -hmm. because you can immediately, it's, it's really interesting when you start and you start to begin to see, well, you begin to see some things happening. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, man, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the way it is right now. But then I know other things I could add to it. So you got to uh -huh. have the guts uh -huh. to potentially screw it up. Right. To take it to take, the next take level. Take it too far. Yeah. So I just keep pushing myself and pushing myself until I get to a visual pleasing point. Uh -huh. Um. And sometimes that means I cover the canvas. Sometimes that means I don't 
cover the canvas. Sometimes right. that means I, I do shapes on the canvas uh-huh. alone. Um, but knowing when to stop to me comes natural because I, it's really, it's not something I have to think about. Uh-huh. It's like, that's it. Bam. Yeah. Done. And then I don't question it. Right. I don't question it whatsoever. And that's been kind of going with my intuition. Uh huh. That's great. If, if I could make a suggestion, yeah. uh, I, I, I think if I ever, uh, have one, uh, commissioned by you, I'm going to have you do sound and I'm going to have you do the bass solo from my generation, John Entwistle's bass solo. Oh, well, that'll do it. That'll do it. Absolutely. I think that'll get the paint going. It'll just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, but see, that opens up a whole other realm of, of expression and creativity. Yeah. You know, well, I'm just I, thinking about how personal that would be. Well, right, I'm exactly. Like, this is John Entwistle's bass solo. Exactly, yeah. and it would be a snapshot in time of that bass yeah. solo yeah. when you know at that moment. Right. But it opens up a whole other realm of integration uh-huh. between music and right. art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like integration, mm-hmm. no matter what it's. I mean, integration haps, happens all around us all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a compromise. Right. Um, and uh, to be able to have a dual expression like that is really cool. Because I've had people come to me and say, okay, I want Led Zeppelin cashmere mm-hmm. as a painting. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's great. That uh-huh. means I get to turn it on yeah. and crank, crank it really loud uh-huh. and sit there and watch... <laughs> Things happen. Watch how it goes. And some people yeah. might look at it and say, oh, you know, what are you doing? That's not, there's no art in that. Mm-hmm. You're just letting physics occur. Right, right. Well, there's physics to it, yeah. yeah. Of course there are. But somebody's got to pick the color. And somebody's got to say when to stop. Yeah. And somebody's got to know when enough's enough and when to add to it. Right. Because some of my paintings, I'll do that for a foundation because mm-hmm. a lot of the sound vibration pieces create images of uh, what I call like a, like a dizzy compass. Uh-huh. You know, it's like kind of shaky. Right. Um, and then if I want something like that underneath, then I'll go over it with a pour and it brings that chaos into a smoother realm, if uh-huh. that makes sense. Uh-huh. So it kind of controls yeah. the chaos. and. I like the results of it. Yeah. It's, but you can't do a lot of those. Right. Because you'll rip your head off. Right. Because it's got to be pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I can, uh, I can dig that. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this? I have been doing this for almost four years. Okay. And, um, it, I just stumbled on it. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked a little bit before we started recording that you and I have um, fairly high-pressure real jobs, and, <laughs> and we've, we've found uh, a couple different ways to do the outlet. How, how has starting the, this art process and getting into it, has that changed your life in a way where you see everything a little bit different? Completely. It mm-hmm. has taken my... My worries, mm. um, and corralled a bunch, a lot of my events that have hap- been happening to m- me in my life mm-hmm. in a very healthy way, mm-hmm. and um, 
but the day job allows me to do what I do. Right. Um, right. So there's a happy medium, and I've I have found a balance. Right. Uh, and it's a comfortable balance for me. My kids are older, you know, one's mm-hmm. in college, and um, my daughter, you know, is it's almost fifteen, and yeah, um, I have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Per se, right. But what I choose to do with that downtime is to be creative, right, right. And um, you know, when you come home, when I come home after uh, a day at work dealing mm-hmm. with vendors and you know all kinds of you know project management, crap, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, to see colors go on to something that's white or blank mm-hmm. and watch it as it as they create what's mm-hmm. ha- is soothing and relaxing as all right as anything. And it's right. been a huge tool for me for stress relief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been a very good channel right. to, you know, let to channel all, all of those emotions that I have. Yeah. And we were talking, you know, we talked uh, about how the podcast has done the same thing for me. Exactly. It's just, it, I, I had come to a point, I had come to an age and a point where my self-awareness was getting pretty good. And I, I had come a, come a long way, but this has kicked it up like a thousand notches. Uh, and we talked about, you know, how I, I don't naturally go up and talk to people. And I, when we were at the collective, I came right up to you and said, Yeah, I would have be, never guessed. Will you be on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's when when you have an outlet like that, it just seems to make everything go a little bit better, smoother, and yeah. easier. It takes to, you, the worry goes away. The um, I, I I guess it just takes that tension. It's almost like getting a back rub. It just takes the tension away. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it also yeah. does something to um, and I'm going to say use the word confidence, and I don't mean to have it be interpreted as cocky right but it gives you a confidence that you know no matter what something very similar to family Mm -hmm. no matter what i've i've got my family right no matter what i've got my art right and i've got my music Mm -hmm. and nobody can take that away from me right at all right and so when i say confidence in that i think i find a lot of comfort Mm -hmm. from that confidence right um, that makes me see things in a much different perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I hope that makes sense. Oh, that makes a lot of <laughs> sense. And one of the other words that's been going through my head, and I'm actually thinking about writing about it, is the word influence. And the when you think of influence, you almost think of a Tony Robbins type uh, of, uh, of speech or something like that. But everybody I've talked to has some sort of a positive influence on the community. And when I look at your art, that's influence. That's influencing me and my emotions and making me feel good. And, or if I'm looking at one of them that that kind of puts me in a dark place, it's making me feel bad, but it's because I want to feel bad for a while. Like that one right there behind you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. There's a little anger in that one. You think? (laughs) There is, but there's also a lot of beauty. Right. Yeah. And there's beauty and anger. Yeah. You're right. Because you have to right. go through emotions right. to end up on the other side of the rainbow. Right, right. right. 
And the thing is, is, is about influence. Everybody I've, I, I've talked to has a certain amount of influence, whether they know it or not. And that influence is, is spreading throughout the community and just making it a, a, a better place to live. And, and like, I, like, you know, I talked to um, your friend Jeff. Jeff over at Vegetable Buddies, and I don't think he understands what he's put together there because it's really special. I and, think he knows it, yeah. I, but he is not to the point yet where he'll allow himself to go there, you know what I'm right. saying? Right, yeah. But that's cool, in all good time. In all and, good time. And he's carrying it all on his shoulders right now. You're right. So. And the only reason I can say that is because, you know, I've he's wanted to do this for so long. Yeah, I could see that. And he's talked, to, I've heard him talk about it, you know. We've mm-hmm. had late nights, I've listened to him talk about it. Right. You know, his vision. And, yeah. You know, there it is. It's there. <laughs> uh-huh. But now he's so wrapped up in the operation and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so new to him that right. his nerves are all exposed. Yeah. You know what I'm so <laughs> I think, I think, I think he's got an idea of what he wants the impact on the community right. to right. be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think Vegetable Buddies probably needs some of your art hanging in there, too. Yeah, I would I would agree. He's got one piece that I gave him hanging up okay. right by the bar, but um, okay, I missed that one. There's going to be an art gallery um, oh, cool. area in yeah. there, but yeah, yeah um, I'd love to do some of his tabletops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be really cool. Oh yeah, and and all of them, all of them, a different motif and stuff. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be really cool. Yeah, Jeff and I have been, you know, you have at least I've been fortunate enough to have what I call lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And they're friends that I made a long time ago, and I, and I mean, it's like a second family, right? And you know, you know, my studio is in the basement of Vegetable Bars, uh-huh. so Jeff has done uh, been very supportive in his own ways, you know. And that's the kind of stuff that it's really, really cool to see him doing his thing, mm-hmm. see me doing this thing, right? This, the art stuff, um, and then in the end him and I come together and we play music. Right. <laughs> so it's really cool. It's really cool. But Jeff, yeah, yeah I'm excited for him. And uh, he's, but I think in regards to the impact on the community, I think he has an idea of what, I, I know he has an idea of what he wants that to be. I think it will end up being bigger than he expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of felt that when I walked in. Which is it's, good. It's, yeah, it's just, and the fact that he wants to get local bands up there and have them experience a real sound system instead of I tell you what, plugging spe- their amps in at a pizza place. And yeah, we spent like a month tuning that system in. Yeah. So we were I was lucky enough to get up there and play. Uh-huh. And it bumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that system is unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, being able to see your art and, and purchase your art, how... Obviously, I talked about AaronSandock.com, and there's things for sale up on there. Um, and do you have a Facebook page as well? I do. Um, I have. I post a lot of things on my personal. Okay. You know, on my my personal page. Okay. Um, and I have a jelly site on Facebook. Okay. And between those three places, I find it very difficult to actually keep them all in sync and no updated doubt. at once. Yeah. So um, I. There's a lot of things. Absolutely, I have a jelly um, page out on Facebook yeah. um, that you can look at and has tons of material. And um, your website's comprehensive. It's got things that are currently for sale, but it's got your whole catalog in there, too. Yeah, and yeah. I spent one night just click, 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 click. click. 
love it. I love yeah. it. You know, yeah. and I built three websites within six months. Uh-huh. Um, and I finally stumbled on a platform that at least is very, I want it to be at least, I want it to be um, easy for the end user mm-hmm. to, to use. Right. But I also want it to um, not take away from the art. Right. So that's right. why everything's white, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. But in regards to where you can purchase things, uh, you can purchase things on AaronSandock.com. You can um, always message me on Facebook, which I've okay. had a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to be at the Leaper Park Art Fair. Okay. Um, I think it's the 18th and 19th. Okay. I'm going to be at the Wells Street Art Fair in Chicago. Okay. Which is big for me. Yeah. Um, the 11th and 12th of June. Wow. And then I'll be at Artbeat and mm-hmm. um, South Haven Art Festival. Okay. The second and third of July. All right. And um, I love South Haven. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, but I've also been kicking around the idea of having a um, like a home gallery. Okay. Like having an event, you know, where maybe there's some music. Um, some mm-hmm. food and drink and then just hang the art on the walls and let people yeah. walk around and actually see it up on walls. Right. And, you know, obviously anybody can buy something if they want. All right. you got to do is, you know, just talk to me. Um, right. And really, like I said, seeing your stuff, seeing it on the website is it very good. But seeing it in person is just, it just kicks it up so much. Absolutely. That, yeah. One thing I need is some... I need to get very good, high quality pictures of each piece, mm-hmm. and um, I just I don't know how to go about doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you're you're doing your art. Well, right, you know. Your so if anybody's listening so out much. there who's yeah. a photographer, I'd be happy to trade some paintings. You know, yeah, for some photography. There you go. So. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Uh, Thank you so like much. I said, when I when I saw your art. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to tell a story at the beginning of my next podcast of the first time art blew me away. I, I won't bore everybody with it twice, but uh-huh. your, yours kind of did that. It, it was that kick in the gut thing where I'm like, oh, there's something here. And I think I was, so, too. And yeah. I appreciate, you know, I love to hear other people feel that. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. And my wife was like. I want that one and that one and that one. And I'm like, we're moving our son and our daughter's getting married. And <laughs> so and maybe after this, we can go down and you can pick one out. Oh, I don't know about that. I wouldn't no, feel right. No, no. <laughs> See, I'm that kind of person, though. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I can, I can tell you. Me and yeah. vice versa. Right. And also, I will make sure every event that you're at gets published and on my page and everybody, everybody knows and about I'll, it. So. Yeah. And I'll do the same. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to say real quick before uh-huh. going is okay. it's people like yourself that allow that not allow me that um, that provide me the opportunity to do this. Right. Because I was not going to show any of this. Uh huh. And I had about a hundred of them that I wasn't. I mean, I was like, "What am I going to do with you?" Oh, that would have been a shame. And I was like, well, I'm going to hang on to him. But my dad came over one day and he uh-huh. said, what are you doing with all these? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. Uh-huh. He says, well, you've got to show these to people. Yeah. And I, I was very surprised um, right. that 
because to me they were very very bold uh-huh. and very very different than most people would think of art right. per se even abstract art yeah um that and and I thank him all the time for it oh, I, because he's the he's the one that said jump off that diving board yeah and then that's all it took because mm-hmm. then once I had my first gallery of showing people you know, made me want to continue to make more and right, do more. Right. And so every day that goes by that I'm still doing this uh-huh. is a reflection of everybody's interest and support. Yeah. And yeah. That's something that words there's not even right. words to describe. Right. And you got mine even before I met you. I walked in and I'm it like, did. It was wow. unreal. <laughs> I was just Holy cow! This is this is mind blowing. That's and, uh, I mean, that to hear people say that is, yeah. is quite uh, a pop in the gut. Yeah, in a good way. Oh yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. but it, I, you know, I guess it depends on the person. But you know, I'm somebody who is very who those kind of comments and those kind of reactions. Right, that, that's golden. Right, to me. right, that's, right. Yeah. Well, Aaron, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks and, for and, uh, inviting. This was this was very enjoyable for me, and uh, just sitting here looking around the room at all your paintings would be good good for me. But now we get to tell everybody about it, so that's, that's cool too. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for the invite and yeah. bringing me to the ears of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at least hundreds, <laughs> thousands. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Thousands. <laughs> okay, thanks, Aaron. Thanks so much.